The phone call came first, then the letter. Or at any rate, he didn't see the letter until the next day. The sequence would later remind Jeff Blanchard of one of those tragic incidents involving wives or parents of soldiers killed in action, who after enduring the harsh economy of the telegram, the bleakly official notice of condolence, later faced the shock of a letter that seemed to come from beyond the grave, written days or weeks earlier by that dead husband or son. Blanchard had often thought that such letters must be almost unbearable to read. Better, once the tears had dried, to hear nothing more. He didn't know what he would have done if he had ever discovered a posthumous letter from Elaine. He doubted that he could have read it. Not for a long time, anyway. But there was no hint of tragedy to come when his phone rang that Sunday afternoon in September, interrupting his vigil before the television screen. He was alone in the studio apartment he had recently moved into on the west side of Los Angeles, enjoying his Sunday saturation diet of professional football. It was a good way to kill half of an idle day. Like a few million other American males, he had long ago become a pro football fanatic. And if some of the zest seemed to have gone out of this vicarious violence, as it had out of so many things, his appreciation for the astonishing degree of professionalism in the sport remained. And a few of the cells devoted to pumping up adrenaline still functioned. The call was long distance. The local operator and the one at the other end of the crackling line were having trouble communicating. The more distant voice, which faded away at times but came back clearly at others, was speaking Spanish, or an English that was hardly distinguishable from Spanish. The Los Angeles operator said, I have a collect call from Guadalajara, Mexico, person to person for Mr. Jeff Blanchard. This is Jeff Blanchard. Will you accept the charges? Yes. He figured that it was his son Mike, and there was a slight testiness in his tone. Mr. Blanchard? A fourth voice, young and feminine, came on the line. Blanchard did not recognize it, but he felt a tug of apprehension. Go ahead, Guadalajara, said the American operator. This is Angie. She came through with sudden clarity, as if she were calling from next door or the next room. I'm sorry I had to call collect. That's all right. I figured it had to be you or Mike. Jeff Blanchard had never before spoken to his daughter-in-law. All he really knew about her was that her name had been Wiley and was now Blanchard, and that his son thought she was out of sight. Mike had not thought it important to bring her home to meet his father before or after their sudden marriage. It's nice to hear from you. How's Mike? That's just it, Mr. Blanchard. There was something wrong with her voice, as if she was struggling to keep from breaking down. He's gone. Gone? I don't understand, Angie. Well, I know it's crazy calling you like this, but I didn't know what else to do. I don't speak any Spanish, just a few words, and no one will tell me anything. What happened? Did you have a fight? No, no, it's nothing like that. A few words faded out of hearing. Don't understand. He's disappeared.